1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland lose in Denmark after a tough night against the Euro semi-finalist. Next up, it's Moldova, where nothing less than a win will do. And as the dust settles on the transfer window, St Johnson's chairman explains why they let go of Ali McCann and Jason Kerr. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah, all about Scotland, Gordon, and it was a disappointing evening. Disappointing 45 nights, the way we lost the goals. Uh, and the way we managed that game But the second half was certainly better As you say, nothing but a win will do on Saturday To keep our World Cup hopes alive But it's going to be incredibly difficult going into next week And Steve Clark can do with all his players back to full fitness Because it shows when one or two are starting 11 Are missing out, we suffer Yeah, we were on the show last night with Braveheart Obviously Colin Henry And uh, both of us said even a point would have been a good result, Gordon uh, I think everybody will agree the first half was really disappointing. We were lucky to get in just 2-0 down. It could have been well out of sight. But better in the second half. Is that enough for the Tartan Army? Is that enough for the Scottish fans? I think Steve Clark will come in for a little bit of pressure. I'm sure we'll get calls tonight on that. And uh, I must win game on Saturday. Got to win on Saturday. We've dropped down to fourth. We're now chasing second place. First is beyond us now. So we've got to start winning games. And on the domestic front, what did you make of the transfer window, Mark Wilson, now that it's closed, all the business is done? We're seeing today new players starting to train with their teammates for the first time. Yeah, well, um, I think if you're firstly a Rangers fan, I think you're quite happy that the window's closed and you've not lost anybody, uh, any of your big players that were reported daily, you know, subject to potential bids coming in. So I think that's positive for Celtic. Ange Postacoglu has certainly strengthened his squad and in key areas. Um, Odson Edward, I don't think it was any surprise that he was going to depart. Ryan Christie also, I think everybody saw that coming. Um and Ange Postacoglu got his wish He said after Ibrox that he wanted people committed to Celtic going forward And he now has a squad that he can work with um, Over a number of seasons and a number of windows So I think uh, I think he'll be pretty happy I think the Celtic fans will be pretty happy With, with some of the late additions And it certainly bolsters the squad 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight Give, give them a call and let them know what is on your mind. You can tweet us as well over at Clyde SSB. Whether you want to look back on a disappointing night for Scotland last night, tell us where it went wrong. Tell us where it needs to be fixed to go right ahead of the Moldova game on Saturday. Any of those thoughts, get them in. And of course, the, the transfer window has closed. We were a bit distracted last night. This international break comes at a, an interesting time. We maybe didn't get the chance to fully explore the transfer window and all the wheelings and dealings. So... Uh, we can do both of those over the next couple of nights And anything else you think we've missed Sometimes the first international break Is a, a good chance to just take a breath And reflect on your start to the season So if you don't want to do internationals And you would rather talk domestic stuff 01419511025 But I'm sure lots of you uh, will have disappointments And frustrations about the game last night So pick up that phone and let us know how you're feeling What about him last night though? You should have seen him last night He was mm. he's, he's cheating on you essentially 
He was in here oh, he over Braveheart two, was two he? nights in a row and he was going Colin Hendry 50, mm. 50 odd caps Mark Wilson's only got one Half. I, I did hear like, that at yeah. the start of the show Half and then I, I, yeah, I immediately switched off I did thought you? I'm not listening to this nonsense you anymore You didn't want to listen to Gordon and Braveheart? No, no, no A guy that that's represented me? his country worn the armband 50 odd times and you bum about <laughs> you bum about one sub appearance and you weren't prepared to listen to Braveheart? Well, an education. I love listening to him. I loved him in the summer. Well, but having you last two night? nights in a row. I mean, there's listeners switching off across the country <laughs> just now. Think, no, that's guy again. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's hear from Steve Clark for the first time. He says team shape rather than personnel was behind Scotland's disappointing first half performance in a 2-0 World Cup qualifying defeat by Denmark in Copenhagen the manager sprung a surprise by moving his captain Andy Robertson to right wing back with Kieran Tierney on the left difficult first half for us uh, I think the Danish team started really well uh, good good intensity good power and pace and we had to try and weather the storm and we couldn't do that we conceded two goals in quick succession which made it a long long night for us I felt that was the best way to start the game experienced players in the pitch I don't think it was so much the personnel I think it was the, the shape of the team we allowed Denmark to pin his back we made the pitch too long the midfield couldn't get close to the opposition midfield we couldn't we couldn't get a handle on the game and I think it came more from team shape rather than personnel I think from about 30 minutes in we started getting a foothold in the game but by then the, the game was a little bit beyond our reach at 2-0 down it was, was always going to be a tough night after that but I think we showed some signs towards the end of the half that we could get the ball down, we could play. We have to be braver on the ball when we're under pressure. Uh, second half, I think we were. But I think the shape of the team was better. We played five yards further up the pitch. It allowed everybody to be more connected and was a better second half performance in the first half for sure. That bit of it, I don't think anyone will disagree with. The second half was much better. In fact, the second half in isolation was, was fine considering yeah. it's such a tough fixture. It's away from home and you've got all these players missing. But the damage was done So it's all, it's all well and good You know Performing that way In the second half We didn't get anything Out of the game And we didn't ever look like it Yeah uh, Much easier playing When you're behind And you go out To the second half There's nothing to lose You play with a wee bit more freedom The pressure's off um, Look Everybody knows The first half Is where the damage was done And how we started the game Incredibly poor Could have been behind uh, Before we were And You know for a, It was just a surprise to me To to change the 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 personnel within the shape, you know, Robertson and Tierney, to to wrap that up, what good work they've been doing was a surprise to me. I thought you could have went for Ryan Fraser off the right. Now I know that's an attacking option, but I think Ryan Fraser would be professional enough to understand that role. He's played it before, and I've seen him track back and do a shift in the def- defensive third before. Um, and I thought we, it would have looked a whole lot better if that was the situation. But, of course, Steve Clark must have sat down with Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson and had the discussion, the best way of shaping that up. It didn't work for me. And I thought you, you could tell Andy was uh, like a fish out of water over that side. I thought it upset the balance of what we had and the success. Um, when I say success, I know we've no one. Relative one in success. Nine. Yeah, but it looked better. And I think the players knew the shape I thought we, we kind of tore that up last night mm. In the first 45 minutes uh, Let's go to the phones 0141-951-1025 Alan is in Croft Foot What's your main point tonight Alan? Good evening Gordon Hello uh, Mark and Gordon uh, I just couldn't understand Is there another international manager On the planet 
who would have went into a World Cup qualifier with 18 players, three of which were goalkeepers, leaving them 15 outfield players. Now, right back was always going to be the problem with the amount of withdrawals, but surely to God, he could have pulled in the two Celtic boys. I'm a Rangers fan. He could have pulled in the two Celtic boys um, who have been playing well this season, Welsh and, what do you call it? Ralston. Ralston. But stubborn Steve, no, he decides to put square pegs and round holes by switching Robertson to right back and leaving Tierney at left back. Now, in the previous qualifiers that we've been playing in the Euros, Robertson and Tierney have been playing down the left flank and been really impressive. And I just wonder, it's just once Hmm. again, it's stubborn Steve. Well... (laughs) There are circumstances that we have to bear in mind Alan The problem for bringing people in at the last minute Is something you might have heard of The C word Not that one Don't you dare Mm -hmm. This is a family show Um, (laughs) Covid Mm -hmm. Now Alan For people to play last night They had to be in the Scotland camp And tested by Monday morning so if you if you were brought in after that you, you, you couldn't have played last night So it wasn't a case of getting to Monday evening Tuesday morning And calling someone in So the UEFA's protocols are very strict and Nathan Patterson It became clear I think On round about the Sunday night-ish Sunday Because he didn't play in the, the Old Firm game That he would be unavailable Due to being a close contact Presumably And then the one that they Claimed to be Sort of Caught on the hot with Was, was Stephen O'Donnell And maybe there is another discussion That says you, you, you should have known this But Scotland's Sort of Take on that Is that the didn't think it was going to be an issue And then Denmark's entry requirements For getting into the country Were pretty strict Because Stephen O'Donnell Has had Covid Within the last Whatever it was 90 days or something He was then not allowed To go to Denmark So the, you, you cannot call up Anthony Ralston at that point You had to be tested By UEFA from Monday morning Mark So yeah. Okay Gordon Right So why not Put Hendry in at right back well, Rather I, I, than put Square pegs and round holes With switching mm. Um, Robertson to right back mm. Who honestly has never played at right back yeah. Tierney has played at right back So why not put in Hendry mm. at right back Well, well and, I, again and There is an answer to that By the way Alan That doesn't mean you're wrong Because you still could have done it But I'm, I'm just putting the potential answers out there Again because of Covid And again because of UEFA's testing protocols Jack Hendry did not train with the squad Jack Hendry had to fly from Belgium Straight to Denmark Because he could not get to Scotland in time for Monday morning To get the testing done That he played for He played for Ustend over the weekend Yeah So again That that, that might uh, Alan's well within his rights to say I don't care He still should have played Jack Hendry But that's just something that's worth bearing in mind uh, No doubt restrictions have tied Steve ha- uh, Steve Clark's hands uh, uh, But uh, I mean Alan's point Probably agree with both of them And And the case at Anthony Ralston, as soon as Nathan Patterson wasn't available for that squad on the, give the Sunday, cover. give yourself cover. Mm. I, I think the opportunity is there because you've only got Stephen O'Donnell. At that point, he thought he only had Stephen O'Donnell. So give yourself cover. What's the harm in taking him? Um, and with Jack Henry, the game was that close to the game at the weekend. He's trained all summer with that Scotland uh, camp, so it's not as if he's been pitched into guys yep. he didn't know. So I, I, I can only agree with Alan's point. I just think hmm. taking one of the real plus points to our team, where we look particularly strong with that relationship, Tierney and Robertson, and kind of breaking that hmm. up and flipping it. Yeah. 
Wasn't it worth it? Welsh is maybe not quite as strong a case, Gordon Because Mm -hmm. on the bench we had Jack Hendry Mm -hmm. and Declan Gallagher So we weren't really short at centre-back But certainly we're short at right-back Yeah, and I I, I agree with Mark Because that's exactly what I was thinking If you know Patterson by Sunday And it was a lunchtime kick-off If you know he's not available Cover yourself, Gordon Now, the thing I I can understand A manager going with experience And that's what Steve Clark decided to do last night and you're right, square pegs, round holes. He took a he took a chance, he took away but the you, shift. You said you wouldn't have risked Ryan Fraser at right wing back, no, did I you not? Have, no. So I would, no. what would you have done then? Um I would have probably I'd have probably tried to go with I said last night they would have went with Tierney at right back, but I would have tried a, a, a Jack Henry or someone like that. A wing def- back, right a defense, wing back. A defensive player. You're away from home, Gordon. You don't need them to be getting up the pitch and back and attacking. You're away from home. You've got Robertson on the side. Mm. The thing with Steve Clark t- for me, and I've, I've heard this a few times now since last night, he said it was the shape of the team, but we were better in the second half because we get five yards up the pitch, right? Surely you must recognise that before the damage is done. Denmark are dominating the game. We are not in the we're not in the races. Surely as a, as as players and a coach, you don't wait to have time you're two 0 down the games away and then come out in the second half and say, Hey, we're a lot better because we get five yards off the up the pitch. You do that right away. You do a coach. But let's, to let's not that. forget that Denmark are a good side and you looked at them in the Euros and a, a proper good team Beat Russia 4-1 Beat uh, Wales 4-0 uh, the, the Austria who we go who, who also you know Come to Hamden already When they went to Denmark They lost 4-0 yeah. Now I'm not Listen there, There's no prizes for l- Losing fewer goals Than Austria did Not Not what I'm trying to say at all But a, no, a lot Clearly of a formidable yeah, test Of course Well that's the argument You can't give them that Opportunity to show the team that I agree with you We said last night I kept I was Look I was trying to be um, Positive I was saying a draw I, Deep down inside I didn't think we had much of a chance Last night Gone, I've got to It's okay <laughs> it's saying that you lied No no I, Well I didn't lie I was sort of exaggerating Once again So was Big Braveheart To be fair But I just think that as much as you say, yeah, Denmark's a good team, but that doesn't stop you from mm. going that far. There's no point saying, oh, we had a great second half. Why do you have a great second half? Well, stop Denmark because we were five yards further up the pitch. Do it before we're, mm. we're out the, the game. Final word to you, Alan. I really still don't understand an international manager who goes into a World Cup qualifier with 15 outfield players. Honestly, I, I, can't, I can't fathom that. I, I can only assume he didn't. Want to though Do you know what I mean Like It wasn't much of a choice You can maybe argue that As an association I don't know Could things have been organised better Should we have seen the thing coming With Stephen O'Donnell Could could you have been Something been acted quicker on The Sunday night with Anthony Ralston Um, I'm pretty sure I mean Steve Steve Clark said on Monday morning It was the most disrupted camp He's ever had as Scotland manager Um, I'm sure he made mistakes last night But this notion that he Sort of wanted to go with that number no, of players is probably I mean, a bit not strange. Not a chance. I mean, Steve Clark, you know, of course, when they want to go with that um, that number of players, and he would have liked to have been better prepared. But we've seen in with COVID that these things get sprung on you pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and it's quite difficult to find the actual rules within certain organisations like UEFA. So. The speed it could have been done It's okay staying now And I've just said that They are Ralston should have been Called up in the Senate There may have been Other circumstances That but prevented that But we were better that. In the second half Mark because of the Substitutions So As much as we say We'd have liked more squad 
We used the substitutions well You've got to give him yeah. a bit of credit for that He changed it He put Fraser uh, into that right wing back He, he brought Dykes on And made a bit of difference Ryan as well Christie Ryan on. Christie come on So we had cover in a lot of positions The big problem was We left ourselves short last night On that right mm. hand side And we had to move three players In different positions uh, Thank you Alan Let's bring in William And get his take on it Hi William Hi panel uh, I was watching the game last night Well Actual fact, I missed it. I missed the first two goals. Um, 90, 90 seconds. Well, you saw the best bit then, William. Well, I, 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 missed, I missed the first minute and a half, and by the second minute, I, I turned it off. I wasn't prepared to watch it. Now, I, I honestly think Steve Clark should be sacked because how he was offered another three year deal after the Euros is unbelievable. Euros were a disaster for us. The only mm. thing that done us any good in the Euros was not getting beat by England yeah. it saved them for the, the bragging rights of beating us or would I never heard the end yet the Euros certainly weren't a success William I don't I don't think you could call them a success but can they be as can they be described as much as a disaster when it's the first one you've been to in 23 years well I I, I would say so I, I think so I can, we, we never done myself any justice no, 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 that's the thing I, I completely agree I was I think we were all as annoyed as anyone but there seems, Mark, by my way of reckoning, there's quite a big gap between didn't do ourselves justice and disaster. I feel like there's a lot of ground in the middle there, but yeah. I could be wrong. Well, we were all disappointed when we went out. There's no doubt about that. But you only have to look at how our group finished, the teams we played against and where they stood in the tournament to realise what a tough group we had. And getting into that first game uh, against the Czechs and we thought we were favourites... Again, it's the old Scottish thing. Like last night, it's Denmark. We should be as good as them because your country's relative similar population wise. We're just not. We're not there yet. And to describe it as a disaster, no, I don't think it was. I think there was periods in those games, um, especially that first game where we created so many chances, didn't really take them, of course. Uh, against England, I thought we, we matched them. We were very good. And against Croatia, well, look, there was opportunities in that game as well. A disaster would be. For me, if we went there and sat back for three games or and get not, absolutely or battered, getting there or not all. getting there at all. Um, I mean, Gordon, the, the thing about the contract, I mean, look, Stevie Clark's not going to get sacked because we lost 2 0 away to the Euro semi finalists. Um, but the thing about the contract, I think that's valid. It's on a lot of people's lips. Has Had he done enough to, to earn the contract extension for you? Um, I said at the time I could see the reason behind it, Gordon, um, because. This moment in time, I've not got any other answers. What, what do we do? Do we rip Steve Clark's plan up, start again? Because that's what we've seen, we've been doing for years and years. I've, I, I can't have a lot of arguments because fans will come on this show and say we've won one game in nine, and all we hear on this show is the, the squad of players that we've got and the ability we've got in that mm. squad of players. Now he won one in nine. I think it was Faroe Fair Islands. Uh, and last night, I wasn't expecting us to go and beat Denmark, but I was certainly expecting us to be a lot better. And I'll take into consideration about the COVID and the problems and whatever. But I, did, I do think if Steve Clark gets up this morning and looks at that game again, he's probably going to admit he made mistakes in personnel and positions. Um, William Gordon says there's no point because there's no one better out there at the moment. What's your answer to that? It's not really a great job at him usually. Really throwing their hand in it for the other, um, but he should have been, he should have been offered a three-year contract. I mean, the Scotland manager job, I'd imagine, pays good money. 
every year. Now, got me some some of the managers, but they've relieved them of their duties. And to do that again, it's going to cost fortunes again to relieve them. Why have they not just give them a 12-month contract after the Euros of fast if they thought that he was any good? Yeah, I d- I'm not sure it'll cost fortunes, Mark. That th- th- they tend to be, there tends to be something in the contract yeah. that will only support. Probably pay a portion of that. It won't be <laughs> like the olden days. We'll pay you your full three years up. I that think. Breaking did to you, or you're not allowed to say <laughs> confidentiality. I gave him his taxi agreement. money, to He was well looked after. <laughs> I wish I got something <laughs> fair. <laughs> right, William. It was nice to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dieller here. It's 0141-951-1025. Uh, lots of disappointed, angry reaction coming into Scotland's defeat last night. So keep that coming. If you want to change the topic, you know the number. Pick up that phone if you're more interested in domestic football or something else. Give us a call and let us know. Alexander is a Scotland fan. But he's in Frankfurt, Germany How's it going, Alexander? Hello, good evening, gentlemen Hello to the panel Yeah, um, yeah. I'm calling from, from Germany From Gießen Which is right next to Frankfurt So right in the middle of Germany ah, Great to have you tonight What, what did you So hold on If you don't mind me being nosy, Alexander um, Everyone listening will know You, you don't sound uh, like you're from these parts Did you move there? Are you for some reason a Scotland fan Even though you've got no real tie? What's the, what's the story? Uh, the story is, you know, uh, my dad's from, from Scotland. He's from Glasgow, from Springburn. And, um, yeah, but I was born and, and I grew up over here in Germany. But I'm supporting Scotland all my life. And I just told the producer, you know, um, I'm 43 years old now. And um, thinking back, you know, to the World Cup 1986 when we were uh, in Mexico, when we were playing Germany and got beat to one, you know, the next day, uh, I faced all the mocking uh, from my classmates. So... Point is, you know, I'm supporting Scotland all my life, even even the fact I was born in Germany. But Alexander, that is amazing. You had a completely legitimate choice to support Germany, but you chose Scotland. I am honoured, surprised, granted, but I'm, I'm honoured that Alexander made that choice. So, right, what did you make of last night, Alexander? Yeah, as I said, you know, I'm supporting Scotland all my life, and so I watched last night's game again uh, also, and um, really, really disappointed. I mean, for also the producer, um, we all know uh, the kind of quality we were facing last night, and Denmark proved that the Euros, you know, what kind of team they are and how good they are. So, um, you know, that we didn't get a result wasn't that surprising. But the way it went down, the manner was really, really disappointing, especially first half. We produced absolutely nothing, and uh, even second half was a bit better, but that's because uh, Denmark, you know, weren't uh, never showed really up for the second half. I even thought they were not as good as even at the first half, and I know it sounds stupid because they, they, they scored twice after 15 minutes, but even in the first half, that wasn't the Denmark from the Euros. So, and therefore, I'm so, so disappointed. And uh, I also think it was really unprofessional by the SFA to get uh, uh, Stevie Clark a new deal because I know he got us to the Euros, but uh, the way he got us there was, how can I say, not really convincing. I mean, we got away... With a penalty shootout against Israel, and then we got away with a penalty shootout against um, Serbia. So both games weren't convincing. But at the end, you know, the results matters. And um, I was just like everybody else, just happy and delighted uh, that we finally made it to a major tournament. You know, and really, really happy. And um, 
I follow all your shows, you know, every day. Not when you're live on, on the air, but um, I'm listening to the podcast every day. So, and even at the Euros, you know, uh, the, all your pundits were really, really confident and we were talking about the team and the quality we have. And I believe in our team and I believe in our players and I believe we have quality. I believe we have what it takes uh, to play and to produce better than we did last night. So I blame the manager, simple as that. Okay, let's put that to the panel. What do you make of that, Gordon? I mean, the I think Alexander speaks very well mm-hmm. on, on a number of issues. Do you agree with what he had to say? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of Scottish fans will agree with him uh, as well, Gordon. Great to hear from him in, over in Germany. Um, I just think that we were disappointing first half, and I think that set the tone. I know that you say that the second half we were better. Alexander is with me in this. I think that Denmark probably looked at the up-and-coming games. I think there were another gear in Denmark, because... Mark rightly said at the top of the show, they're a good side and they've got good players. They were at home, they had the crowd behind them, they were winning 2-0. Yes, we get further up the pitch, Steve Clark talked about the shape, but the damage was done. Uh, it was disappointing. Uh, Rules is out for any chance of getting first place, so we'll just need to concentrate on Saturday now and then Austria. And uh, hopefully Alexander will be on next week and he'll be in mm. a good mood because we'll get two victories. I hear this point a lot, Mark, and it's clearly... One that's shared far and wide Because Alexander's the same Where yes Stevie Clark got us to the Euros But we scraped there It was two penalties I wonder if Can that be Because everyone would agree I don't think anyone would pretend That we romped there And we qualified via the traditional route But is that Can that be held against Stevie Clark When we've not been there Now I, I know I know that that seems like Some people say small time You know just, just celebrate and getting there but when you've not been there in 23 years And you get there Can you then hold the manner in which you get there Against the guy who's, who who did it? Not for me I, I mean that Thursday night was an incredible night That we stood here um, To 12 o'clock at night mm. I don't remember many calls that night Or the weeks after saying A oh, well done Scotland But Stevie Clark shouldn't take much credit Everybody was jumping on the bandwagon What a great job he's done He's got us to the Euros Doesn't matter how we got there He's built a real team spirit within those players And that carried into the Euros as well The results in the Euros obviously disappointed yeah, everybody Let's be clear though, we've not kicked on from that I think everyone certainly would acknowledge that no, no, I think everybody uh, knows that And that that's where this uh, the disappointment that we've, we've heard from a couple of the callers And Alexander there about the new deal Stevie Clark's getting You know, fans are, are wondering why it was given at that time the SFA obviously have full confidence in Stevie Clark going forward. And would that have been the appropriate middle ground for you then, where he's not done enough to sack the guy, as some people want, but also not done enough to get a new contract? Is is there is there room in the middle for? Uh, yeah, probably. I get what the SFA are trying to do. They're trying to build something. They're not trying to chop and change like we've been guilty of doing over the years. Very quick to get rid of managers. And we always, we always harp on about the same things Let's give it a chance Bring bring new players in Give the manager a chance to work with them Then the new players come in They don't perform for three games And people are saying Get the manager out And let's start over again mm. It cannot continue to happen So the SFA are obviously looking at a long term plan And Stevie Clark being the first man To get us to a, a major championships uh, In over 20 years 
I think probably deserves that chance to to work. Uh, and 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 this we're never going to get first place in the group. Did anybody ever think we were going to get first place in this group when it was drawn? Uh, I, I Not after I saw Denmark at the Euros Exactly I think so, would be the so, point That maybe changed so my mind nothing has actually changed for me I did not expect us to go to Denmark one I didn't expect us to get it first place Now We've got a hard week Coming up And it will all hinge I think in, Well Saturday We expect to win But next midweek It hinges on that And things could look totally different then But he, th- This might be the problem though Alexander Do we look like we could go to Austria And win at this moment in time? Well, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it. And I tell you something: when we played at, uh, against Austria at home, um, I switched over to an Austrian channel and wanted to try to find out, you know, what these guys thinking, telling about us, you know. And they were really unhappy with with the draw, you know. And they were really, really unhappy. And um, they expect nothing less than to beat us, especially at home. That's they made clear. And I know the Austrian side because most of them are playing in the German Bundesliga. Sabitzer Lipsiet, who just signed for Bayern Munich. Hinteregger, their central defender, who's playing with Eintracht Frankfurt. Really, 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 really strong defender. And they're so organized and they really, really have dangerous players and they always show a threat. They, they got away last night with a 2-0 win against Moldavia. And tell you something, the media weren't happy with them. They got a win, but the way they produced, they weren't happy. So they expect a win against us. And to tell you something, they're confident in beating us. So that's, that's the point. As I said at the beginning, I believe we have decent players. I believe we have good quality players. And I know McTominay wasn't playing last night. McGinn wasn't playing last night. The right-back position um, wasn't, wasn't really been given. Still, I believe we have the group of players to produce, to play better football. And of course, we can't expect us to win against Denmark away from home but I can expect with mm. the players we have on the park to play a better football and there's so many examples I mean when we played Israel also in this campaign I mean we played them for I don't know how many times but we should know them inside out and we still can't beat them so I'm going to be you know don't know what happened in Israel but that's just not good enough and um, it's simple to me even we don't have the quality on the park, and then you can't blame the gaffer. So, but if you believe we have the quality to do better, then it's up to the gaffer, and he can't deliver. He's not, he's not the right guy. Maybe he's a nice personality. I don't know. I never met him. So, but we have to, to judge what we see on the pitch, and what happened in the past doesn't count. But if you look in the past, the results were dreadful. Yes, he got us to the Euros, but the way he did us get there, didn't he like it? Uh, I love the fact that we made it. I was really happy. That night in Serbia, I was listening to your show. And I was celebrating. I was calling my pals. I mean, they're spoiled, of course, with Germany, right? So, but I was really excited. I was one of the lads jumping on the bandwagon. But Alexander is 5T. Could you round us up? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> all I'm saying is, uh, also the social media, right? If you look at the social media, 90% are unhappy and fed up with Steve Clark. Tell you something. Yeah, I, th- I think that I, I think that could be accurate. I don't see many people um, happy about it at the moment. Um, it, nights like last night, though, it's funny how everyone's saying. I mean, I didn't expect to beat them anyway, mm. but now that we've not beat them just as I expected, I'm angry because of the level of the performance. Um, 
But that maybe comes when you don't have goodwill in the tank. You know, you don't or as much goodwill as, as you would like. When was the last, you know, if you're talking about genuinely good performances? Because you, you can keep rhyming off the stats about the wins, but everyone would accept that the, the draw against England was a, was a good result. It wasn't as good as a win would be, it was a good result. Um, but how many genuinely good performances? Serbia was a good performance. Mm-hmm. England was a good performance. Apart from, yeah, I think Alexander spoke very, very well there. I think he should give Steve Clark a phone. He obviously knows Austria inside out. He's a good, good man to have there. Um, you're right, Gordon, and I think he speaks on behalf of a lot of supporters that will probably call this show. Um, we all want the best for Scotland. We do believe, and I think he makes a great point there, mm. if you believe that you've got the talent at your disposal, and I think we all believe that, yeah. that Steve Clark has, I think he's got to make a better job There is a tendency Mark And you notice this more I think with Scotland um, To almost fall into the trap of thinking That there are no positives at all And everything about it was just an unmitigated disaster Now of course that will never be true It can't be true, nothing is that simple Um, Billy Gilmore again Particularly second half showing that he is the future of our midfield Is that that Ah, fair? Would that be the main positive? I've seen he's a step ahead of everybody For somebody so young and just new to the squad He looks... Honestly unbelievable Every time you see this kid So Like he's the one Positive we can take out Of last night Just comfortable in the ball And I think When we get The guys that we're missing Round about him You know McGinn and him Playing together If McTominay's going to play In that midfield area It's particularly strong But we need them all Like I said at the top of the show If we're missing a few Of our top players We're, we're just not good enough as a nation But then also Last night Had they all been playing We may well have lost Away to the European Championship Semi-finalists We may have Because They are a better side But we would have had A better chance Of starting the game better And, and keeping the ball better And getting five yards Further up the pitch Because We can keep the ball yeah. And we can promote people So It would have made all the difference I think 01419511025 William is up next You could join him 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here 01419511025 You don't feel like your week is just thrown off Because you were in here last night I just don't, I do not like it I know that if I see your face in front of me It's Tuesday or it's Thursday Yeah I've been all over the place I can't believe it. I've never really Apart so from the summer occasional You Wednesday. always tell people bath what, night, That the bath night is a Wednesday So does this mean you've not You've not washed this week? No Did you wait no, until tomorrow? No, <laughs> I, always, I always have a shower um, Or I'll maybe wait till next Wednesday But no, who's on tomorrow night? I can't remember I'll be hewing somebody Hewing somebody here Nah, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll, bath wait, night. Till, I'll wait till next Wednesday <laughs> To get your bath uh, you honestly uh, sit in the bath and listen to this show on a Wednesday yeah, night? Uh, ev- yeah, Wednesday night, yeah. Every Wednesday night. That's my, Just not last That's night. my treat. I put my candles and get my <laughs> get my um, stuff in the bath, the bubbly, and just sit there and I, I, I listen to show. I really like the what show on a Wednesday. What a truly disturbing image that is. Cannot think of a worse thought just now than him. Maybe you're all done floating about you. I bet they are. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Absolutely awful. Big daddy duck. <laughs> That's plenty. Let's bring in William, who's on the line. What did you make of it last night, William? Hello, good evening, guys. How are you doing? William, ignore these two children. I'll turn their mic off. Their mic's off, and you can talk to me seriously about Scotland. On you go. Okay, it's just uh, it seems to be a week for uh, managers making mistakes. You know, I, I just think I just think as soon as I saw the team last night, I, I didn't think we were going to get in for the game. You know, even being positive, getting a draw at the game. I think your point about. Uh, 
Denmark be getting to the semi-finals with Drew with the, the, one of the teams that got with Drew with England to go to the final, you know. So that doesn't really hold water, you know. I think looking at uh, I'm not in the, I'm not in the camp. I, I've been in uh, Steve Clark. I, I, I'm still I'm still behind him, but I think he needs to get out out of this negative c- tactics. He's got to start playing the players that need to be playing in the right positions, you know. I think last night I think Henry should have started, especially. After he got his contract for Bruges, uh, he would have been on a high. And obviously Dykes as well up front. I think to myself, he's scoring at the weekend. He's on a high. How's he no starting? You know, and the midfield as well. I think McLean. I don't know what he offers. I think maybe it was a bit of sentiment, uh, bringing him into the team uh, and playing him in the team because he didn't play in the Euros. You know, so for me, the the, the midfield isn't the right. For me, it's uh, the balance isn't right. I think Gilmore, and I think Gilmore's the right choice, but I think McGregor should have played alongside him. Playing too high for me, and you bring a Christie or a, a Turnbull in there for your creativity, you know. So I just think uh, he got it wrong. Uh, Let's start going through them, William, because a number of good points made. Mm-hmm. Um, start midfield then, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I'm sure Kenny McLean probably didn't have his, his best game last night. He also wouldn't have started had McTominay or McGinn or Armstrong maybe been available. But given what we had last night, was was the midfield wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying I'm not a Ken, a Ken McLean fan, but I would have probably looked at uh, different options. Uh, it wouldn't have been my first pick, Gordon. Uh, so what would you've got, Christie in there? I, I, yeah, I, I, th- I think Christie. Um, you look at the form he's in, in at Celtic. Just uh, well, when he before he left to go to Bournemouth, he was in terrific form. He's got his transfer. He's a central he, midfielder, though, in that sense. I think you could. I think you could. With, with McGregor and Gilmore sitting there, I think he gives us yeah. that option to get forward and get up the pitch. I think he makes clever runs. He's, um, you know, his fitness is terrific. He, he never stops. He can pick up nice positions. I thought he'd have given us a bit more than Kenny McLean to be honest with you, or. Uh, uh, for instance, why not give a, a Turnbull or a you know a Ferguson an opportunity? I just think that Kenny McLean wouldn't have been. And I'm not having a go at the guy, but he wouldn't have been my first pick in that middle. The, the Lyndon Dykes one is very interesting, Mark, yeah. because he came in at a time when we had literally no one up front, and well, not literally no one. Poor use of that word, but hardly any options. Um, and done pretty well. I think people accepted that he, he made a difference. And you look yeah. at the, the game in Serbia and the games round about that. Then at the Euros. He missed a few chances And A lot of people were saying Right it, It's time that We stop this Because if Lyndon Dykes plays All we do is just Kick the ball long to his head And if that doesn't work Where do we go from there Shea Adams has got more ability And all the rest of it But then last night And William has mentioned He is in good form for QPR He's never going to be Top quality In that sense But he, he did make a difference When, when, he, came, yeah, he, when he came on last night it's fine lines with, with strikers Dazzle know this When they get chances On the big stage Like London Dykes did In the Euros And they miss them They are quite often Public enemy number one They should be taken at the team It's often flung at them That they're not good enough If they're a big guy Like London Dykes All he can do is head it And be aggressive And I think there's more To London Dykes game Than that So Coming off the back of a, a probably a disappointing Euro for him, you can see why fans thought that. But I thought, I think a game like last night, he would have offered us more to get up the pitch. Steve Clark says we needed to get up five yards further up the pitch. London Dykes give you a focal point, and when you place your Adams alongside him, you've got that pace and that finesse. And I think it works 
well together. I think the more they played together, the better we'll see them. That's so, where Steve Clark comes in for a bit of criticism. Sorry, Matt, but I was wondering where you were going there because I was going to pick you up. I thought you were going to say play Dykes and leave Adams out, which would have been a no-no for me because we'd have been inundated with calls here tonight if Dykes had started, Adams had been on the bench. Like lost Czech Republic all over again. Yeah, uh, you've got to play. Adams is your best striker, gone right? Um, now, I agree. Maybe the fans are looking for Steve Clark to be more positive. We going to, you know, let's see them as a partnership, as Mark was saying there. But it's very difficult. And let me say something. It's okay after the game, but it's very difficult going to Denmark, where you know you're going to be under a coach and say, "I'll tell you what, I'm going to stick two up top." It's easier at half time to change things about and be attacking because the game's away from you. So, you know, sometimes we give managers a, a, a hard right here after the, the fact of, after the game, it's easy to sit here and analyse it, Gordon. I thought he just picked, his shape was okay, because we all know three, two wing-backs are midfield and, and up front, but he just picked the wrong personnel and we get caught by a good Danish team and we couldn't get back in the game William though a lot of the accusations about putting square pegs in round holes and by that people mean Andy Robertson at right wing back you've gone for Jack Henry there is he's not a right wing back is he? No but I think I think bringing McKenna in and playing three to back it ended up 5-3-2 you know I, I mean the push is back then Mark so you've got to change that and think about a 4-4-2 or something you can't just you can't just stick with that and then and then put your players out of position. I think he was obviously he's obviously had he's obviously had major problems with the squad, and so you give him a, you give him an excuse to a certain extent. But to do what he done last night was was wrong. You know, it was wrong for me. Wrong at the back. It was wrong in midfield, and he didn't get it right up front. I agree with Gordon. He should have went with two up front, but he should have at least had a, a wee bit of creativity in the middle of the park. Uh, Dykes does Dykes does more than he holds up the ball and gets us up the park as well, you know. So it, it, you're talking about so many problems here after two years that shouldn't be that shouldn't be there. You're asking questions that shouldn't be here after two years in charge, and that's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. We should we should be progressively moving forward here, and that that that's where the problem. The last caller probably. Got it right to a certain extent. I'm not in that camp yet, but I just think to myself that that we should be in a progress. We should be more further forward, and he should know his players a lot better than what, what we're seeing on the park. Stevie Clark's argument would be though to that that we have progressed. Progressed is to a major finals. Uh, that is progression. Yeah, but no do, matter do, what way do, you look at it. Yeah, but do you sense that we do? Do we have a coherent? Way of playing That you see every game Because no. people are going to have oh. off games You know do, do we have All right Yeah that's a Scotland type performance And And you know Signs of progressing In, in that respect Yeah if you take a If you zoom out Yeah we've not been at a tournament For 23 years Now we have So we've progressed But zoom in a little bit To a You know a smaller a style, sample No I d- Well I thought we were getting somewhere Gordon With, with the style we were playing With the Tierney true. The Robertson yep, the Dykes is a focal point. We found Shea Adams, who looked like a, a real player. A strong midfield. So, for me personally, it did look like we're getting somewhere. Last night, I was ripped up for a number of reasons. COVID, injuries, you know, and Steve Clark deciding mm. to, to change things. So, last night's taking a big dent in it, but I do think we're getting somewhere. What about the big moments then when they came along? Because we're talking about Stevie Clark's future and, and all this sort of stuff, but on the night, 
The goals mm. that we lost I mean particularly the first one Kieran Tierney Has been one of the Standout players for Scotland for A long time Gordon But I think you will know fine well That that's not ideal That the way we lost the first goal 100% The defending was poor Now everybody was focusing on Tierney His positioning At the back post And he lets a lad come in And it's a, a, a very very good header Goalkeeper no chance but if you see the build up to it and, he, and you take it back How does the ball get to the, the lad in the diagonal The midfield player standing mm. Nobody within 10 yards of him Gordon And maybe that's what Steve Clark was talking about That extra 5 yards, 10 yards up the pitch Get closer Try and close that down The lad stood there, looked up and picked the pass out And for the standard that Denmark have got And the quality they've got they're going to punish you. Yes, Tierney will take a massive responsibility of uh, you know, especially um, with his body positioning. He's looking. He doesn't know what's over his shoulder. For a guy of the quality that Tierney's got, he should know a lot better. But sometimes you get caught. But for me, I'd be more. I'd be disappointed than just allowing these guys with the quality to have so much time and space yeah. to pick their passes out. And Mark, the second one must be one of the prime examples of yes, we will go. We're far too open. That's far too easy. But if you score a goal like that, you are <laughs> beside yourself with delight. Yeah. Denmark tonight on Copenhagen, one hundred two point five, whatever it is, <laughs> they'll just be saying. How good a goal was that? They won't be saying, "Oh, Scotland gave us that one easily." You know, yeah. so it's always you. Look, yeah, that's acceptable. You, you do look at your own part in it, of course. But, but they were the, tidy. The, the quality and and that uh, you know the 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 build up to that was was just quality. It just showed how comfortable the players are, how quick they are at moving the ball, where they know how to run the first touch. You know, to take it in his path to finish and the finish itself. It, it was a tremendous goal. Obviously, Scotland players could have looked at matching runs and and shutting off certain spaces, but. You've got to say Denmark showed in that period How good a side they are We played our part in that But they are a good side William, some good stuff Thank you very much That was William on the line Which takes us up to time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football One of the highlights of the week Thursday night's Beat the pundit He lost again on Tuesday Oh Did you not? I wasn't on on Tuesday I was on last night And did you He says he won Who won last night Or did you Come on go. It just shows I'm just conditioned on. To thinking that you You lost <laughs> on Tuesday won victory You did win 3-1 right actually it. Yeah Ah yeah fair enough You did uh, You'll lose tonight though 01419511025 Give us a call Before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Lots of disappointment Lots of anger about Scotland's result And performance last night So if you want to add anything You can still pick up that phone 01419511025 Maybe you want to change subject Or maybe international football doesn't do it for you Or maybe you're done hearing about last night You want to talk about the transfer window Or your team's start to the season Or anything else that's on your mind This is a great time to call Because you could be up next So 01419511025 Give us a call right now And we'll speak to you after we do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time did you hear what I said about his cardboard cutout last night, Mark Wilson? There's been oh, a, there's oh, been a oh, development. Man. It's worth repeating, I think, because I really, I really like the story. <laughs> so you will remember the cardboard cutout. It hung around like a bad smell in here yeah. in the office. 
Very disturbing His face on it So we thought We'll give it away On Beat the Pundit last week He mm-hmm. signed it Someone came on and won And we thought It would be a little bit of fun I mean No harm done It cost £47 <laughs> To post out <laughs> Because of the size of it 30 quid was for my nose (laughs) (laughs) And producer Callum doesn't yet know That he can't claim it back on expenses £47 to send the What do you think I said to him? What? Oh come on I'd have delivered it for 20 (laughs) (laughs) So it's just a signed ball That's up for grabs tonight So we only had one uh, Catapult cut out Just a signed ball tonight And it potentially could be going to Kyle In Renfrew How's it going Kyle? Uh, not bad, thanks yourselves. Are you are you confident? You fancy of getting one over on these two? Uh, I'll try my best. I I like that. That that's that's a nice response, mm, measured. I'll that's try my best. That's confidence. He's the caller also... come on last night. He was fully self. And you put him in his place, I didn't you? Him I know he did. Right, okay. Heads, heads. <laughs> it will be Mark Wilson. Tails. It's Gordon Diel. And it's heads. It's Mark Wilson. And come on, Kyle, Kyle from <laughs> Renfrew. <laughs> so let's give Mark some Clyde two to listen to. So that he doesn't know what's going on Kyle, 30 seconds You're head to head with Mark And the only thing you really need to know Is that you can pass So please feel free If you don't know, pass quickly And that way we'll move on, okay? No worries Good man, your 30 seconds starts Now, name any player Rangers brought in During the summer transfer window Fashion Sakala Name either English side Celtic beat On their road to Seville in 2003 Pass Name the only Hibs player In the current Scotland squad Kevin Nisbet Which SPFL team are nicknamed The Bairns? Uh, Falkirk How many Scottish club sides has Mark Reynolds played for? Uh, three Name the only English club to have three players in the current Scotland squad Pass Okay, ah. let's spring Mark, Mil- Mark Wilson back Mark, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah Right, same set of questions 30 okay. seconds your time starts now Name any player Rangers brought in During the summer transfer window Fashion scale Name either English side That Celtic beat On their road to Seville In 2003 uh, Liverpool Name the only Hibs player In the current Scotland squad Kevin Nisbet Which SPFL team Are nicknamed The Bairns Falkirk How many Scottish club sides Has Mark Reynolds played for Two Name the only English club To have three players In the current Scotland squad uh, pass mm, Kyle oh, how do you think I'm that not. went um, I'm not sure I think the Liverpool one's done uh, The Celtic one's done me there mm, Let's find out. out Let's find out Name any player Rangers brought in During the transfer window I think you both went for Sakala So we could just leave it oh, there man. But Lundstrom Janino Bakuna um, Nadi Offabor Name either English side Celtic beat on their road To Seville Blackburn or Liverpool Mark Wilson got it And goes into a 2-1 lead <laughs> Steady you both knew that Kevin Nisbet was the only Hibs player in the Scotland squad So Mark is still leading by one You both knew that the Bairns is Falkirk So Mark is still leading by one uh, Mark Reynolds has played for Dundee United, Aberdeen and Motherwell Oh no! Kyle got it And Kyle did got he? it yes. did he know, did Kyle. Know that, Kyle. It was a complete guess wasn't it Kyle? Uh, no, no. Ah, I don't give it that, Kyle. It was a complete guess. Kyle, I prefer if it was a complete guess. Oh. That's much better, much more. Is <laughs> there one more question? Yeah, name the only English club to have three players oh, in the current squad. Oh, surely go that. Norwich is easy. No, none of them got it. Aye, that's, that's Norwich. That's difficult. Hanley, McLean, Gilmore. Mm. Quite hard. So, was it a draw? It's yeah. a draw. You've not been in a tiebreak. Have no. you not got a hundred percent record? I've got a hundred percent record, oh, Kyle. So go tell. easy. Oh. Right. <laughs> Kyle, here's the deal I'm going to read a question It's going to be like a closest two So I'll get Mark Wilson to write his answer down 
And once he shows me it I'll get you to give me your attempt Okay Right go Right let's go How many competitive European club matches Has Scott Brown played in Mark Wilson Show me your piece of paper your hero Your idol no, Scott I Brown I think I've went too many How yeah. many competitive <laughs> European club matches Has Scott Brown played in? <laughs> That's not been too many That's what he means Kyle what do you think? Hurry up Kyle Don't Kyle any time today Stop googling 43 I'll go for 43 <laughs> There's no much difference <laughs> Okay Even I can figure this one out <laughs> Kyle's gone 43 Mark Wilson Has gone 120 <laughs> Got a over excited there I think Poor Bruni No you didn't Oh, did I know? 137 Oh, Kyle, on your way! Yes! <laughs> Kyle, it breaks my heart But the sign ball stays here You gave it a good go Unlucky Oh, that's wow. Yes. Good man, that was Kyle Kyle This is always what happens I always try and say goodbye to these guys And I can't hear them Because you two are Wittering uh, on in the background uh, Kyle's away Kyle, 43 He's up there Hold on, do you know what I really don't like? Him Right now, in the corner, going, ha ha, Kyle's on his way. You laughed at Mark Wilson because you thought he was miles out. He, 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 was, he was below the actual I did, number. I, I actually did. But did, did wow. you hear him and beat the pundit tonight? He was going, Kevin. I was unsure. I was a wee bit unsure if you him there. You were. It was you a were bit lucky. tentative, but it, well, if you know, you know. I, I got them See, right. I'll tell you right now, I would have probably lost that tiebreaker. I know you would have. You'd have gone for 15. Something oh, ridiculous was, yeah. oh yeah, 137 That's incredible by the way Yeah yeah. And Did he break the record? No I'm not sure bro Anyway Another one 100% For Wilson that's, oh. I think that's 5 out of 5 Or something this no, season No he's not played 5 6 I think I've played Yeah, no, yeah bl- bl- Black Arthur on Monday night Black Monday Arthur sent in Where is Black Arthur? Because he's obviously not updated From my result last oh, night he, He's moving house at the moment remember Busy Oh right okay. He's moving house Yeah, yeah. Is he? That's what, last time he got in touch That's what he told us So I don't know He'll be back at some point I'm sure I saw him Popping up on Twitter earlier Yeah Yeah I think he's around Another victory Happy He'll be keeping an eye Job right. done See it's the ball Sitting there I'm telling you Motivation is everything That's it That's your motivation Yeah The same Being ball sure sitting there The balls don't go out this door Okay That ball Whatever floats your Firmly on that table 0141 <laughs> At Clyde SSB on Twitter I'm sure we'll hear more On the Scotland front Um, Last night We we were spending a lot of time Talking about Scotland And it didn't give us as much time To reflect on the the transfer window as well So maybe the dust starting to settle on that What did you make of this today? Did you see the statement from St Johnson? Um, It's not often that we You know we get that level of of Communication or or clarity um, Because there was Although what do I keep referring to them as Everyone's second favourite team I feel like people are interested in St Johnson And, and they're good players And when we saw the deals mm-hmm. Late on deadline day Jason Kerr Double winning Captain 600 grand Yes last year of his contract Ali McCann Star player Playing tonight for Northern Ireland You know A, a fee that most people thought Wasn't enough for him um, So St Johnson Did something that clubs Don't tend to, to do And they put a statement out today um, And basically clearing it all up Saying that you know, we did think Jason was going to be the only one that we sold. Um, financial point of view, we couldn't turn it down last year of his contract. Um, we had no intentions to sell Ali McCann. Um, we rejected two offers, but an increased offer came in. It was turned down, but it was made abundantly clear to Callum and I, Callum Davidson, Ali wanted to move on. 
Uh, we were also made aware the financial package had been offered to him was life changing, potentially once in a lifetime. We, we assessed the dilemma um, and we couldn't stand in, in the way of a player's development and prohibit him from being set up for life. So, I mean, whether you agree with all that or not, is it interesting to hear that sort of I do, explanation? I do agree with that. I think that's a brilliant statement. And I think well done to St Johnston. Uh, they've got money in Yes they could have You could have kept the lad there Because he's still A few years in his contract McCann is that right Gordon? Two I think yeah Two years No they could have kept him But They recognised it was It's a short career I think that Because of what McCann's done for St Johnston It's worked hand in hand I understand It's a business I really do But I've got to say I really mm. I really like that I really like that club Player relationship where they say, "Look, this is an opportunity." We look, we played, we've been players, and you you go with the pound signs most of the time. And if you've got an opportunity to go from one level of wage to life changing money on a contract, mm -hmm. you're hoping the club will help you out, and they're getting a reward for it mm -hmm. as well. I know St Johnston fans are saying, "Well, he's worth a lot more." We all agree with that. Spoke to Colin Henry last night, who watches St Johnston because his boy plays there. And he was he was very shocked with the price tag, but I've got to say I like that about the club. He also explained as well that with add-ons it will surpass the value of one point seven five million, which we put on him back in May, just to assess the other side of this mark. Because by and large, I like the communication. It's, it's not often you hear that. Although Ali McCann has the carrot of increased financial terms, that's the same every time a club comes for for one of our players. Really, if you're at a club like that, so take I don't know what was the last time. Uh, was it Birmingham came for Kevin Nisbet? Birmingham probably offered Kevin Nisbet life-changing money, and it's hard. You're dealing with young human beings; it is difficult. But you can't you can't just accept offers because the player wants to go, because the player always generally wants to go. Mm. I'm thinking back: Celtic knocked back bids for for Virgil Van Dijk, and he spat the dummy for a bit, and then he was back, in the and then you know eventually the move comes. So. It's difficult that, That's a difficult yeah. balance Now I get what they're saying 1.75 That's the price we put on them um, But clubs cannot always Let a player go Because the financial offer Is going to change their life Because that that's often no, the case Yeah of course it is uh, So clubs have to do uh, Right by themselves in, in terms of balancing the books And and getting what they think They deserve for a player Well we can I I think it's the, the success that Alan McCann's brought to St Johnson as well. I think that's where the relationship has mm -hmm. really blossomed with, with him and the club, that the club recognised the service they've given gave them, you know, and winning the cups, the, the consistent finishes in the top half of the table, um, and then international recognition as well. They they realise what a good job he's done. And I don't know if you'll see it that often, but I certainly think the cup they hit both cups and the but European run has certainly helped him come to that decision. But take into consideration as well, Mark, and I, I know what Gordon's saying, I do agree, but I think you're right. I think the relationship between the club and the player must be brilliant for them. But we've had difficult times lately over the last 18 months. Clubs have suffered. Mm. That money could be, you know, it keeps the club afloat for a, a, a little bit of a time, to be honest with you. So... Have they gone in the group stages? Yeah, but it, it, I wonder if they would have accepted it. Well, to that's be, different. And, and but I think it must have suited St Johnston as well. It just shows you because if you look at the response to St Johnston fans, most of them are saying, "Do you know what? Fair enough. Thank you for clearing that up." So it's, it's amazing what a bit of communication uh, can do. There was always going to be f fascination over Celtic's business, Mark, simply because, well, they had to do a lot of it. Lots of players were going to leave. You were going to have to replace them. 
Have they come out of this transfer window stronger than they went into it? Oh, now that's a nah, that's a different question because Edward and Christie are are two huge players who have delivered over numerous years for Celtic. And it remains to be seen the guys brought in if they will live up to that. So it's quite a difficult question to, I mean, to answer at the moment. Well, I guess is there a fact do you factor in this notion that they didn't want to be there and they were yeah. out, out of contract soon anyway, so you do good business and you move them on. Yeah. I, 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 look, that was always hanging over Celtic since January. And we chatted about it in this show to the close of the season, what was going to happen this summer. At Rumble Dawn, I think situations like that are unsettling. And I said here in the summer that if Edward and Chrissy weren't going to tie themselves down, it was right to move them on. Ange Postacoglu made that abundantly clear after Sunday's game that he wanted guys committed to the cause. And when you can leave the club in six months, it, you couldn't actually say you were committed to the club same way Edward. So I suppose in the face of it, yes, it is good business, but the signings will need to be good before we can actually... Really make that judgement And it will take these guys A wee bit of time To settle in I don't think any uh, uh, These other guys Are going to Hit the ground running Like Kyogo has Because that's Probably exceptional Circumstances um, But I see Number 7 jersey Has been handed out To Yakimakis Today uh, That's a statement itself And saying that I was handed to Nadir Sifsi Was it yeah. not At one point <laughs> I thought that was a statement So <laughs> It looks good in the face Yeah uh, I'm How excited. do you rate the strength of the squad now then and you know what areas are particularly strong? Are there areas that you thought would have been addressed that weren't? Centre back was obviously an issue, but they've addressed that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Celtic fans will be quite pleased with that. Left um, back. Left back they have left themselves short. There's no doubt about that. Um central midfield. I thought there may have been another one added. I know McCarthy came in, but he's He's been slow in getting involved for different reasons, and up front, it's a four-year deal though. They've got yeah. a lot of time. I think to... it's been a good mm. transfer window for Celtic. You're looking at the amount of players that went out and the quality that's been out that squad. And let's not be kidded. As much as you're saying you want players that are committed, that's good quality. It's like even the last three. Uh, forget Scott Brown, right? You look at the last three: Edward, Christian, and Ayaya. That's good quality there. But he's brought in twelve players in in this window. So, yeah, I think I think he's done good business. Matt rightly says we'll have to wait to see if they hit the ground running, how they're going to play, how they're going to perform. He's got a good squad. I said last night, and I will say it again, I think he needs another transfer window as well. I wouldn't be judging him just now. Yeah, I believe that. We all said that when he came in. You know, a name that hardly anybody had ever heard of. And Celtic fans are willing to give him a chance. But I think everybody agreed. It's going to take a wee bit of time. When they got the taste of seeing good football at Celtic Park in particular and blowing teams away, you know, it can't be forgotten that it's going to take a wee while and it's going to take a few windows. And I think Celtic fans understand that. But interesting to see how these players do. You know, Yakimakis with the goals return he had last year, Yota, what will he produce? And we not even mentioned Granovic, who, who looked um, top notch at Ibrox at left back. Very so. well for Croatia last night, yeah. by all accounts. Yeah, so. Uh, they look good in the face yet, But we've been here before Where we jump in and go Brilliant hmm. They look like great signings And don't perform It's up to the players now To take on the pressure That, that comes with being Christopher a Celtic Christopher has tweeted at Clyde SSB And says One player Celtic will regret not signing McCann. Is Ali McCann He'll go on for huge money Says Christopher I, That's what I'm saying Centre midfielder um, Someone who can be there for years But develop um, And I'm, I'm not 
talking about one of these projects that you never see. You know, at Celtic Park, there's been plenty of them over the years. Young player and people get excited. You never seen them. I think Alan McCann would have been one who would have come in and featured and then potentially moved on further down the line. Okay, do you want to talk transfer window? Do you want to talk Scotland last night? Do you want to talk something completely different that we've not discussed yet? Pick up that phone. 01419511025. This is an ideal time to call. Great chance of you getting through and we're going to give tickets away to an SPFL match of your choice next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 to get your calls in. Just looking at reruns from last night. I thought that was you in the screen there, Gordon mm-hmm. Diel as Ronaldo wheels away. The record breaking goal takes his shirt off. That looks like, like, that, that looks like that's been chiselled in the Ravens Craig Sports Centre, just like you. <laughs> he is he is looking fantastic. I'll tell you, Manchester United will love having him back this season. Think so? Yeah. 100% You're a city man Through and through though Yeah he'll, he'll not win the league right, But okay. the fans will love watching him Just double checking Right if you've got any thoughts On Scotland last night Or the transfer window Or you want to change the subject That's what we're here for So pick up that phone And get in touch We're going to do this first though I'm a big fan of this I must admit Win your way to live football With Glenn's Vodka Official spirit partner Of the SPFL Please drink responsibly now usually at this time in the night we would give a full time teaser to Mark and Gordon You would send the question in and we would test these two with the answers But this is much more exciting for one week only We are giving you the chance to win your way back to live Scottish football Everybody you speak to who's been to a game says it makes some difference with the stadia back at full capacity So thanks to Glenn's Vodka, the official spirit partner of the SPFL We're going to send you to the game of your choice with £100 cash to spend as well We're going to give clues To a player Who's played in the top flight This season Two callers Will join us on air And they'll buzz in When they think They know who the player is It's, it's that simple uh, So let's meet them Tonight we've got Derek in Uddingston Who's a Motherwell fan How's it going Derek? I'm good thanks How are you? Not bad at all And we've got Hector Who's in Broomhill And he's a Hearts fan Hi Hector Hi there How's it going? Good thanks Have you both been listening To this competition Earlier in the week Do you know what to expect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff, right? Well, I'll remind you anyway. Here's the way it's going to work. So, um, if you know who the player is from the clues, you must buzz in with your name. Just shout your name out. If you shout the player's name, I cannot accept your answer. And if you buzz in and get it wrong, the other caller then gets all five clues before the answer. So, use your buzzer wisely, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good stuff. Yep. And by the way, by the time we get to clues four and five, it is ridiculously easy. Um, so hopefully it doesn't get to that stage, right? Are we both ready? Let's go. Here is clue number one. My surname would usually be considered a first name. Okay, that's clue number one. No one's going in yet. No one ever goes in on clue number one. Number two. I am currently the club captain for my Scottish top flight team. Oh, Hector and Derek are not going in just yet. Clue number three. I was managed by Kenny Dalgleish at one of my four English clubs. Hector. Go on then, Hector. Who do you think it is? Craig Gordon. It is not Craig Gordon This is the first time this has happened all week So that means Derek gets the rest of the clues And Derek this is is going to be ridiculously easy for you Um, Number 4 And remember you can wait to number 5 Number 4 As well as my current Tayside club I've played for Rangers Stoke 
Blackpool and Liverpool and clue number five <laughs> come on what a stitch up this is producer Callum just wants me to read out ridiculous things on the radio number five my first name is the same as the famous chocolate factory character <laughs> and my surname is Adam Derek <laughs> Charlie Adam Yeah seriously Even Gordon Dale Couldn't get that one wrong <laughs> Willy Wonka Adam <laughs> Willy Wonka Adam <laughs> Congratulations Derek You've won the two tickets To see Any SPFL team Of your choice Plus £100 cash To see you through The match day experience It's all thanks to Glenn's Vodka The official spirit partner Of the SPFL Please do drink responsibly I mean Derek You've got a pair of tickets I know a man That would want to go To a Motherwell game Oh yes definitely you take, take DL along You want to take me with uh, you Derek <laughs> I need to take my sons <laughs> Is that right do you <laughs> How old is he He's um, 10 uh, One's 10 and one's 7 I'm going to buy one of the oh, I'll let you away with that right, okay. right go on then Derek and sons Enjoy the game Hector hard lines You were brave You were bold You went in And it did not work for you tonight But please to, uh, Hector stay in touch It was nice to hear from you uh, no bother Thanks Good Unlucky, man. That was Hector in Broomhill If you want to play tomorrow It's your last chance Register at Clyde1.com First time this week we've, I like that game We've what, done that Do you know instead of that quiz Wilson I should play that one day I would. I think I would beat you at that What clue did you know this At tonight <laughs> To be honest The fourth one It took you to the took fourth clue the fourth one <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're joking You didn't know either uh, It took me the fifth <laughs> No um, Surely the one I went with Dalglish Ranger Stoke Blackpool Liverpool I know that, yeah. that's, that's the fourth oh, one. Oh, sorry sorry right. so it's No right, I okay. went with the one earlier with the, No you didn't uh, Yeah did with Kenny Dalglish Nah I don't think so Yeah I did mm. Your face looked blank Hector, Hector was confident though He went with a, the second name right? That's usually a first name Didn't he That's yeah. what he was thinking Craig Gordon Yeah, yeah. He went all in Brave bold Brave wrong Driving two, <laughs> two first names I've never noticed that before I. Oh, so you have I'm not the sharpest is he See that's what I'm saying I would beat him at that I think that's an end of season quiz That one Think so? Yeah buzz in We're going to do that actually When we bring back that quiz no, no, that? no no the no The music no. makes it you know, more tense for the, the callers as well Yeah, that, that that is actually called Attention Bed There we go Is a, it? A radio geek That does know all about that Attention That's Bed That's plenty Right, let's uh, go to 01419511025 um, We'll bring in Simon on the line What's your point tonight, Simon? Uh, hi guys, how you doing? Uh, hope you're having a good night um, I normally listen to the show live I've not been listening to it live today I'm going on holiday the more I'm saving it up And I listen to the podcast on my way But um <laughs> If anything, if the show's anything to go by, then what social media is like. Um, we've got a very loud minority who are calling for Steve Clark's head, which is just... I actually am a bit flabbergasted. You know, I'm a Commander fan, a big Steve Clark fan. He got it wrong last night. There's no two ways about it. He got it wrong. Uh, we shouldn't have started the formation, as it's hard to legislate for Kieran Tierney missing what should be a simple header for him for the first goal. But, you know, he got the formation wrong. But to call for his head is just absolute nonsense. He's he's the best man for the job. I would like Andy to say who they think is a realistic option that would be a better option. And the people who are calling for it, we all know they're majority Rangers fans. They don't like Steve Clark because his Kilmarnock team beat Rangers regularly, and obviously other reasons. These are people who don't go to the games. I should have been in. I should have been in Copenhagen last night. Obviously, I couldn't go. Um, I paid up my final deposit last week to go to the Faroe Islands in October. You know, I'm, it really, really. You ask a typical Scotland fan, and they will not want Steve Clark going. The people who want Steve Clark to leave are the people. The last time they were at Hamden was taking their daughter to see Pink. They don't go to the Scotland games. They don't go to them. 
and they just sit on their couch and watch their football team and then they watch Scotland and they think that you know their demands need to be answered. The call for Steve Clark to go is just absolutely ludicrous. He's the best man for the job and he is the man that we need to go going forward. Ever been to see Pink, Daz? I, I text him. I was I seen Pink at Anfield. I remember I was in the boardroom. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you told me that. I forgot. <laughs> uh, conversations you never thought you would have. It was just a great line from Simon. Uh, there was a there was a more serious point to that. What do you make of it? Do you agree? That, I agree with Simon. I've been saying today that I don't think the the good work Steve Clark has done can be forgot about. All oh, this notion that uh, we were lucky to get to the the Euros. Look at the way we scraped through. Nonsense. We were in a, a much worse place before he came in And in terms of style Yes it changed a bit last night But I do think we were getting somewhere I think the restrictions With Covid and injuries Have have made last night's result look worse Than what it was I think what's tough Gordon for it International football is tough Because we spend 90% of our footballing year with a different barometer A different set of criteria To, to judge a team Because you're seeing them Week in, week out and, and managers get those players All the time They can also sign players And I'm stating the obvious here um, When you are at, at the moment Stevie Clark is losing games To teams that That are better than us And are ranked above us And that's difficult Because it's not good That's mm-hmm. a problem And we want to start Beating these teams And you should never settle for that That's a very defeatist attitude but do you get the impression that in order for a manager's job to be under real threat at international level, it's once you start getting disastrous results, if you like? Because at the moment, you check the public beat us at the Euros and, and it was rubbish and we should have done better and, and Croatia beat us mm-hmm. and now Denmark have beat us. But, but none of them are none of them are huge failures, are they? They're, they're, they're disappointing, but uh, for instance... See if things go wrong on Saturday night at home oh. to Moldova. We're having a very different discussion. Yeah, of course we are. Um, look, I, I've I've been on this program and said that I don't think that Steve Clark should be removed, right? But I think. But you also don't think he's doing a particularly good job at this moment. It's right. okay to be in that middle ground, yeah, yeah, but we don't yeah. we don't seem to do that very I, often. I, well, I'm very much in the middle ground, Gordon, and I think Alexander made a great point in the earlier lad from Germany when he said, "Look." You look at a manager and you judge him. Has he got the players at his disposal? We all think that he has. I know I've taken into consideration last night about the the problems that we had with the squad. But usually we have got a good squad quality that play with top, top teams and top leagues. We've won one in nine. So, yes, you can put up the argument that Simon's saying there about who's better. You're talking about... Teams that are ranked above us, I agree with that. But there's other teams punching above their weights as well, gone. So, right now, I think Steve Clark certainly has to win Saturday and he will come under immense pressure. I do expect mm. Scotland to win it at Hamden, I've got to say. But I, I, I think you described that, bro. I'm in the middle ground with, with Steve Clark. Um, I don't think he's particularly doing it. He's getting things wrong that that everybody's seen for a guy that's got so much experience and the coach is. Um, but I just don't see the reason to rip it all up, sack them, and move to someone else. Just Should to... we not be doing better though, Simon? Is it is it about time that we started seeing more good performances, a bit more cohesion, a bit more of a a sort of plan or a style that you can see from one game to the next, and and at least at least threaten to cause an upset here and there, England game aside. Yeah, I think I think you know uh, Gordon made some good points there, and uh, it was a first time for everything, but. Um, 
there was a. I think we'd, <laughs> I think we'd been. Simon, think we'd is that got, because I used to beat your command teams of manager at air all the time? Was that? I have no, is I have that no why idea you were turning it. around the Steve Clark thing about the Rangers supporters not liking him? You don't like me because I was successful against your command. Simon's team. too young to remember that. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm in my thirties. I remember that. Unfortunately, thank, um, thank you, Simon. It so. More, so? It was more because it was more because of uh, how bad you were. I'm a Glens man, so it was more how bad you were. Glen Afton, I'm annoyed about. We don't talk about the Glen Afton years often enough on this show. We'll yeah. save that. I know it doesn't get night. brought up funny that. Eh? We'll save that for another night, Simon. Anyway, on you go. Yeah, yeah I think we. I don't think we've been playing as badly as people make out. I think people are expecting because of the players that we're going to go out and you know play free flowing attacking football like Robertson's going to go out and play the way he does for Liverpool John McGinn's going to have you know the free reign to go out and do what he does for Villa but they have better players around them we have just individual good players they're all good players but they are you know in a group of together there's no stars around them there's nobody who's that person who's going to be that little bit of difference you look at the game last night the um, Ireland game Ireland's run has been terrible lately but they gave their manager time it's been way worse than Scotland they gave their manager time and they probably should have beat Portugal the reason Portugal won was because they have a superstar you watch Wales at the Euros I don't think they played a very good football I don't think the football they played was any better than ours uh, stylistically but they have somebody in Gareth Bale that they who can turn a game for them it just has that one little bit of magic that's something we're lacking we need to find a way to, to counteract that and we need to find a way of going yep we've got 11 good players on the park maybe a couple of them are really good but we've got 11 solid footballers on the park we need to find a way to better you know use that to our advantage I don't think we've found that yet but that's not a Steve Clark problem that's been a problem for years and years we've always had good players we've just never had that cohesion we've never found that style Steve Clark sometimes likes to go long to Lyndon Dykes you hear that and that was probably our strength and then you come on these phones and look on social media and places like that, and everybody's like, oh, it's horrible to watch. It's just long balls. You know, you can't really win in these kind of situations. I thought that was our best scenario. I thought we played our best football under Clark when we did go long, those games against Serbia. I still think there's, I still think we're going to, I still think we're going to finish second. I have faith. I think that the Austria team are, are, are decent, but I don't think they're any more decent than us. The issue with that is what I've just said about, you know, Wales. They have that. They have a David Alaba that we don't have. I think he's he's just a step above somebody like an Andy Robertson, and we don't have that kind of player. But I still think we can go over to Austria and, and win. I don't see any reason why we can't. It's going to be. I think that's more likely than going to Denmark. And if we do that, we win the other games in our group. I think Moldova will be the easiest tie. I think they are much worse than the Faroe Islands. Faroe Islands have improved year on year. Moldova seem to. You know, be terrible. So if we lose that game, I will be on here and I'll be saying, yeah, maybe there are questions need to be asked about Steve Clark. But that'd be the same for any manager. Any Scotland manager who loses a game like that needs to be questioned. But I don't think it's right for anybody to be saying you should be sacked. It's it's just nonsense. How do we do that though, Mark? How do we get to a stage where we can at least look like we're going to give bigger teams a a bloody nose? And by that, we don't even necessarily mean Italy or France. But you know, whether it, whether it is Austria, can we go? Can we go somewhere like Austria and get something? Can we go somewhere like Denmark and and nick something? It's just not. It's not something we do It isn't in recent history uh, Simon's got a good point there I mean we've got good players And we need to find a way He, he then says it's not Steve Clark's problem I, I think that does fall on the manager well, It has then. to now It has it? to You know we've got good players He has to believe in his system And forget about the outside noise If, if fans are saying it's not pretty to watch Then you have to sacrifice that You, you can't go to places like Austria 
in Denmark and play open expansive football when you're missing key individuals because you're going to get punished so the Austria well we need to get Moldova out of the way first and foremost but the Austria game will be interesting how he approaches it will he be pragmatic and try and sit in and defend and be a solid unit like he's done in his Kilmarnock days and it worked and it worked for us in certain other games or will he opt for for a slightly more open system yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he can it's probably a conversation that we'll really get into on Monday night and Tuesday night Gordon but if you've done the job at home against Austria and you've done the job against Israel already, mm-hmm. then you can view Austria away as a point will be good. Just go there, tough to beat, get a point, job done. We've not done that. We've not done the job at home to Austria. We've not done the job against Israel. So, can I need to go there and win? Yeah. Um, we'll go to one Saturday night's game first. I do agree with Simon. If we had to lose that one, there were certainly uh, questions asked about the Scottish manager. Um, yeah, we've left ourselves in a real pressure position, Gordon. We've got to go away to also. Once again, I'm going back to Alexander. I thought his call was brilliant. He was talking about you know the, the Austrians were they were disappointed to get a draw with us at Hamden, so they fancy their chances big time over there in their home patch. Um, so we've got to go over there. It's interesting what Mark says about the. The different style of football, the defensive style that Steve Clark's well known for, or the open sort of attacking football. Last night's second half, he did open up a bit. He brought more attacking players on for me. Christy Fraser down the right-hand side. Dykes come on for a different option. And everyone says that we played a lot better in the second half. So he might look at saying, well, I'm going to try and get away from this and try and go on the front foot rather than defend all the time. Simon, thank you very much. I am... A bit annoyed because he's probably going to put a pink playlist on on the way home now that Simon's planted that seed and I'll need to sit and listen to it. But thanks, Simon. 01419511025. If you want to get your call in, now is a perfect time and we'll speak to you next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Still time to get your calls in though. Most of you got Scotland on your mind, but if there's anything else, feel free. I'd love to hear from you. Let's go to Nadim, who's on the line and see what he's got for us. Take it away, Nadim. Hi guys, how you doing? Thanks for, for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, yeah, I've just listened to the show and, and, and although I agree with most of what some of the, the callers have been saying and, and what um, Gordon and, and Mark have been saying, um, when, I mean, apart from getting rid of Stevie Clark, I don't think that's an option, but the, the point that I was going to make, Gordon, was I phoned up, if you remember, I phoned up a few days ago when, I, and when the Scotland squad was announced and I'd said that I, I, I'd wish that, they were, that uh, Steve Clark had, had took Ryan Gold with him in the, in, the, uh, in the squad just for that creativity you know, I appreciate he's moved over to Canada now from Portugal but he's still a creative spark you know, and he's done well with, with the teams that he's been at so I just I, I just felt that although I believe Steve Clark got the team wrong instead of playing Andy Robson the should have been phrases from the start and we played much better in the second half I just feel that you know you, you can you can speak about uh, you know, however long you want or you know long the day around and then, you know, the, the team that he's picked, we, we, need, we need creativity in the team. And the team that we've got just now, the only, for me, the only real creativity that, that we've got in the team is probably Christie. And he, you know, he, he, he wasn't on, on, on the, the starting lineup on, uh, in, in yesterday. So, I mean, for me, that, that, that game was kind of out for a Ryan Gold, you know, for somebody to come on, you know, even if he was on the bench initially, but for somebody to be in that, that squad, for him to be in that team, to, to give us that spark we need to going forward. I'm not saying we don't have any good players we do, 
but we don't have that real spark going forward, which I think he, he maybe could have given us. It's an interesting point because of you know the styles, the different types. Um, I mean, Ryan Gold. First of all, the two is kind of separate points there, right? Should, should he have been in the squad is point number one, and then secondly, given that he's not, would you have put David Turnbull on earlier? Yeah, you know, uh, is that is that as close as we've got? I think we do have players um, that fit that mould. I think David Turnbull and Ryan Christie, like Nadim was mentioned, there can do that job. Like Ryan Gold, I love that. I, I played with Ryan Gold. He was one of the best young kids that I'd seen, uh, and I thought he was just going to take off. And his career took a different turn. He he took a brave option. To go abroad And he's learned his trade Somewhere else He's certainly playing well Just now but I don't know if, Was he ever in Steve Clark's thinking yeah, when Steve he's got Clark was asked about him Yeah But when he's got Turnbull there Who Who's done it consistently For a long time Christy who's done it Consistently for a long time was gold to be fair In Portugal Yeah I suppose he had a good season Last year Um That would have been a big ass To come in and throw him Right in To the squad I I would love to see him you know, involved in Scotland because I thought that was just a natural progression for him, uh, and hopefully Stevie Clark selects him in the future. But the last night, not so sure. What about the type, though, Gordon? Whether it is Gold or whether it's someone else, was the midfield a bit one-dimensional? Um, yeah, I thought we were better when Christie came on. Uh, do we miss? Jo- do we miss John McGinn on <laughs> nights like last night? Whereas I know, I know he's not. Um, not creative in that sense I don't think he would fall into the same type of category But his, he, he does create chances So maybe I'm contradicting myself He creates chances myself. and he scores goals Gordon And he scores important goals for us uh, Yeah of course we miss the quality of McGinn uh, McTominay We miss the quality of that I thought we were better when Christy came on I thought that the three with Gilmore, McGregor and McLean didn't really work for us and it showed first half I said earlier about the midfield getting a little bit closer um, when you know Tierney took a lot of responsibility and a lot of blame for the, the ball at the back post um, Gold, Ryan Gold I've, uh, up front and honest I've not seen a lot of him uh, obviously he's playing his, his football abroad now. and he's doing great things yeah. you know his numbers his contribution in Portugal last season he started very well for Vancouver but, uh, anybody that you speak uh, to about him speak very highly he has got that ability to open up defences and create something so uh, yeah I'm a bit surprised he's not in the squad but Steve Clark can only pick so many and he feels he must have enough there because the next one down the, 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 the pecking order must be Turnbull He's a, he's a creator He can come on And create things And make things happen He came on last night Didn't get enough game time For me But You know He may just look at The Turnbull as the next one Rather than a Ryan Gold uh, What do you think Nadim Because obviously For Saturday John McGinn comes back um, Into the fold So again That that shakes, shakes things up A little bit doesn't it Yeah it does And I, I think we definitely Missed John McGinn last night Maybe We're talking about creativity But although he's a creative player just he's, I think he's, he's, um, he's, he's engine, you know, in terms of you know being a box to box midfield. I think we missed that. I suppose maybe the point. I think Gordon and Mark do make good points about maybe we do have creative players, and I think Turnbull is a creative player. You know, I'm not saying he's not. I just think maybe it's more of a, a, a more general point that yeah, although I'm 100 percent behind, still behind Stevie Clark. I just think maybe you know we need to be a bit more creative in terms of picking the players. So maybe start with Turnbull rather than you know rather than mm-hmm. more defensive. You know, around picking McGregor and and um, uh, the, the boy from Norwich, kind of his name is going in my head. But um, you know, so around two sitting midfielders, you know, pick more of an attacking team. But I just think in terms of being a player, 
creating chances. I think Ryan Gold should be given a chance, and I hope in future squads that, that Steve Clark does do that. But hopefully, he can be a bit more creative, a bit more positive in his team selection yeah. going forward because we need we need to get through the World Cup. Absolutely, we definitely do need a bit of that. You can make a case. I mean, Billy Gilmore is an incredible technician. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Callum McGregor is very comfortable on the ball. Um, you know, when Scott McTominay's in there, he's comfortable on the ball. But you, you do still feel that. When we come up against other European sides, even with these guys, we still don't ever look quite as comfortable as they do overall as a team. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, but I don't think that's a recent problem. I mean, that's mm. a problem that's. Yeah, but that's late. what I'm saying. Now, surely, well, you know, we're at a level where. So we're asking the question sort of why. Be, but they should be, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because we all agree, Gordon, yeah. that we've got top, top quality yeah. players. But, but that, uh, that's that, that really hasn't changed since I was a kid watching mm. our top. Players who played in England and abroad When John Collins and that When we come up against better teams We still look way off it I, I totally agree with you Gordon What you're saying um, We should be better Especially the level that Gilmore And even Kenny McLean's playing at um, But I mean, we always be, seem to fall short To be fair as, as, as early days Is Gilmore now at a level Where that isn't applicable to him Where he does look as comfortable as anyone On any pitch I, I mean think, it, it wasn't vintage first half obviously But you could see he's class in the second Quite clearly see that he's a, a top international player And it, you don't see that often About a player who's only What has he got? Three caps now? Maybe Something like that You don't often see that But you can clearly see That is his level Four I think but... Right at the top And he, he won't struggle What we need is Guys run about him That can, can manage that And people in front of him And that's the argument All these teams we come up against Have got an out ball Have got uh, a guy up front Who makes things happen And it kind of looked like Shea Adams Could have Been that And he might still be But uh, Gilmore needs players Around about him I think McTominay And McGinn Obviously helped that McGregor To back that up But going forward I think we're short And that That kind of Stents our progress A wee bit uh, Yeah I do agree With uh, Gilmore I think he's uh, Going to be a real talent Gordon Well he is a real talent To be honest with you He's comfortable In any situation uh, I think we have got players Round about him I think we've got Quality players Round about him um, We said there McGinn uh, McTominay Who's been a star For Manchester United McGregor is Terrific on the ball As well um, It's just finding The right balance And the way we, we have to play I think we're a better team When Like last night We're under no pressure The game's gone for us At half time we decide to be a bit more positive. Fraser down the right, Christie on, attacking players, Dykes up there, going back to her no. We looked a lot better. Yes, you can argue the point that the Danes have one eye in the next two games because the points were in the bag for them. You can understand that. I just think we need to be a little bit more attacking and I think that players can adjust to that. Final word to you on this one, Nadim. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I mean I agree with with what with, with what panel are saying there, Gordon. I just I just think what is the Gordon said there that we do have quality players. Yeah, we do have quality players, Gordon. But as Mark said, but when we come up when we come up against top top teams, not even top top teams, but teams that are maybe a higher level than us, we seem to struggle. The midfield, I mean, we we we, we just seem to be struggle with that creativity. And I just I just hope going forward that. Stevie Clark can be a bit more positive in, in his team selection and, and hopefully next uh, two or three games we can get some good results and get back um, in the qualification. Good man, Nadim. It was lovely to hear from you. That was Nadim in Livingston. I think that pretty much...
Brings us to a close We're watching Lithuania Northern Ireland On the screen at the moment Some familiar faces in there Ali McCann Man of the moment Stephen Davis Wearing the captain's armband For what feels like His 349th cap He won't Incredible. be too far off it uh, It's been quite an innings the, the pitch that they're playing on Clearly AstroTurf But looks like it's got Oh. A, you know A layer of Kind of water on it Looks pretty slippy An absolute nightmare To play on a surface like that But Stephen Davis How many games Does he just churn out Over and over 126 caps Is that what he's got yeah. And you, you remember The man in the dugout There's your man Yeah, yeah. Ian Barraclough Former Motherwell yeah. manager And who was behind him Mrs Barraclough <laughs> It was uh, Jimmy Nick Was it not Did I not spot Jimmy Nick on the Jimmy, bench Is Jimmy still involved Mrs Barraclough <laughs> Is not looking well then And you thought She looks like Jimmy Nick Bursting out that tracksuit So you've got <laughs> You've got some link To the To the, the, the management yeah, team Yeah Ian Barraclough Motherwell And obviously my Maybe it own. wasn't Maybe my contact lenses Are playing tricks on me But I'm pretty Jim, sure it I was I know Jimmy was involved in it But I don't know if I thought he'd given it up actually No no I think Still there Oh good Good to see him again When I go back to the house <laughs> So I think that's pretty much it Usually at this time We've got the full time teaser To round off the show But that'll be back next week So keep your questions Flowing in for that It'd be nice to reset For a week And we'll come back And see what you can test The pundits with Next week Full time At Clyde1.com if you want to send your questions over, have a look over the weekend and we'll get some good ones up and running on Monday. Right, I think that is pretty much it. It's still goalless if you're keeping an eye on that game. Lithuania nil, Northern Ireland nil. Thank you for all your contributions tonight. Some really good stuff. Always a lot of passion out there when Scotland lose, and which is relatively often. I've had some good practice <laughs> over the years. So thanks a lot for getting in touch tonight. Thank you to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. We will be back at six o'clock tomorrow. We will turn our attentions to Scotland against Moldova and we'll certainly be looking for you to tell us what's on your mind if domestic football is what interests you. Hugh Keevans and Stephen McGinn tomorrow night, well placed. See, if one man can give us the inside track on how fit John is going to be to come back into this game, I'm sure his big brother uh, will be able to do that. So Hugh and Stephen tomorrow and Callum Gallagher up next. <laughs>